Uh, welcome to the Fat AZ Muskie Podcast. Uh, I'm Andy, joined again by Vance. We're in the front of the Ranger again. Uh, joined by uh, telephone is Todd Young, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Fat AZ Muskie Products. Uh, you guys know where to find us, fatazmuskie.com, Fat AZ Muskie Products on Facebook. We're on Instagram, and uh, it's also brought to you by Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, Todd Young. He catches the fish. Uh, he does really well. He supplies a weekly fishing report now. And uh, Todd, tell us how fishing's been. Yeah, fishing started out really good there. I uh, I didn't fish early, early last week. I actually went home for a few days and took a few days off. I was up here for 38 days straight. Uh, I took one break in there to go to Lake St. Clair for a while. But uh, yeah, we uh, the casting bite's been really good. The the raptors have been the hot ticket. We did have one day we had four, 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 four fish hit a uh, hit the hit the uh, our 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 rubber line of baits the the uh, uh, swimmer and the senior. But uh, yeah, we had some good days. We had a six fish day, five fish day, four fish day, three fish day. We went through it. Uh, a lot of those guys that caught your first fish. Uh, didn't get any real big ones. We got a 45-incher one day. Had some nice fish on. Now we get on. I'm always fishing with a bunch of people that uh, never done it before. I had a young lady on the boat on board the other day that <laughs> had a 45, you know, 45-inch at least, and uh, I almost had it in the net. And it was just a little too deep, and I and it took another one one more run. And you know, everybody knows how that goes. Took another run and. Uh, Stewart's head a couple times, Lord came out. She jumped up to the front of the boat, bummed out, threw the bait out, hit the water. She took two cranks. She got another one on, and it cut <laughs> off, too. But she ended up getting a fish. Her boyfriend got a fish. Uh, today was today was uh, dead flat calm. Got to about 90 degrees, and uh, there, there was a bunch of fog on the lake this morning, and uh, it took me about half hour to get down the lake i was just going on gps going real slow how, how many miles down the lake point of reference uh, about seven miles i ran okay and I, I i was going i just wanted to get back down here i mean you know when i have fish we had we had six six to eight fish on every day casting well, I guess we did get each day we got one fish trolling. We would take a little break and troll for a little bit. Each day we had at least a fish on trolling, but the weeds were really bad, the floating weeds. So uh, I just spent a lot of time trolling. When we're seeing fish like that casting, we just keep doing it. And uh, there, the, there's no doubt. I mean, we've been playing with some gliders, some bucktails. We've been playing with all that kind of stuff, or you know, inline spinners. And uh, the rafters are the ones that are getting it done for these guys. Uh, took us a while to get down there. We get down there right away. I had two guys in from uh, Tappan Zee Bridge, New York's up towards New York City, and uh, each of them got to see a really nice fish right off the bat. Uh, the one, the, the one fellow had about a, oh, probably like a 42. The water was just crystal clear; it was dead calm. Come right up the boat, and he he didn't. I mean, he just he didn't freeze, but <laughs> he didn't he didn't keep the bait going. The fish was coming in real slow; it probably wasn't going to hit anything anyhow. A couple minutes after that, the other guy was throwing a, uh, I had him throwing a, a, a blade bait up over top of the weeds because I was just thinking maybe they were in there. And, uh, yeah, same thing. This, it was a good four-footer. I mean, it was a nice fish. Come right up and 
as it was coming, he said, you know, what should I do? And I said, you know, just turn it, bait, keep it in the water. And he made a little turn. It just sort of sunk down in. We had a little one on, had one hit trolling, and uh, it got off real quick. But, yeah, it changed It changed real quick. Today, the fish did not like that dead slack calm. I know they're still in there. We'll, we'll get after them again tomorrow. You guys are fishing again tomorrow. But, you know, one of the first zeros for the year that that happens. But we're just coming off some really good days. So, uh that's musky fishing. They do what they want when they want. <laughs> yeah, you had opportunities. Opportunities, seeing them, seeing them is great too. I mean, it's we're very excited to see the fish, and I and you know that both of them were like startled when they saw them, and uh, uh, we haven't been seeing, uh, you know, we've been seeing the occasional big fish here and there, but you know, it was nice to see one that was in four foot range. But uh, I know, you know, some guys like the full moon, some guys like the new moon, all this kind of stuff, but. I'll tell you, for me, when that full moon comes around, it's just like I've been fishing the same area for the last couple of weeks, and uh, haven't seen a lot of a lot of big fish. But uh, uh, there, I know they're there. This is a, usually that's what happens to me around that full moon. I just start all of a sudden you just start seeing them, and uh, it's coming up on Friday, and uh, that that. Uh, it's just that time. I, I think they're. I think we're going to get an opportunity here in the next couple of days at something at, at one of these big guys. Hopefully, the clients can pull it off. Well, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping Friday. I'm fishing with you Friday. That's right. You're fishing Friday. I have. I had a day. Mm-hmm. Andy and I are going to. I don't get to fish that much. I mean, I fish a little bit with the people. I cast a little bit, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm burning a vacation day. I have an uncle in from out of town. Uh, I, I have a golfing family, a family that just loves golf. And uh, when he comes in for town for two weeks, he lives in California. He's a teacher out there. He, uh, I took him last year. He had a blast just because it was something different. Not that he doesn't like golf. He loves golf. But it was something other than what he does every single year for two weeks when he stops. And he, he's one of seven. You know, he's, he's my mom's brother. And th- that's everyone does. That's all they do is golf. So it, oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> Better watch his casting, but yeah, we're all gonna we're all gonna fish within the next week here. Next next week's podcast should we should all we'll tell tell everybody how our uh, fishing experience went. Yeah, I'm, there's no pressure on Todd. Yeah, I'm fishing with Todd. What Andy's day? fishing with Todd, and and we're all actually gonna be able to fish. You know, you never get those days when we're you know that where where we can all all get together and you actually are out with three you know, guys that know what they're you're, doing. Yeah, you're fishing buddies. Yeah. Usually those are the days you get skunked. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Uh, you know, I, I, I watch the guys, and uh, you know, some days, you know, you hand somebody a jerk bait, and uh, I hate to grab it out of, out of their hand right away, but I know i got to get them thrown some, something else because oh. it's just not going to happen. They don't have that. That cadence. Rhythm, coordination, they're just not used to it, you know. And I get them using a crankbait or a rubber bait or, or a blade bait, something like that. But, uh, you know, this week when I had the guys with me that, you know, were pitching, you know, the one day it took a while. You know, we fished a while before it happened, but uh, the one fella, he was from, I can't even remember where he was. <laughs> can't remember where he was from. I think down around Pittsburgh somewhere, but. You know, he was excited. He wanted to get a fish, and uh, he got his first fish. He got his second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth fish cast, and he did a two-day trip. And uh, 
he was pumped up, but I could tell right off the bat. I mean, he had the hang of it. He was getting using, you know, using the bait. He was getting that jerk bait down there. That just seems to be where there you got to get on tickle those weeds with that jerk bait, and uh, you know the fish were coming up and hitting it. Uh, yeah, so almost. Do you ever uh, at the at the docks go through like a, a quick little rundown of how to use the baits or anything like that before you before you take them out if you. You know, to... No, yeah, I, I, I have a lot, you know, lots of people say, oh, yeah, we fish all the time, we do this, and, you know, uh, no, normally to find out, <laughs> most of the time when you get out there and you start casting, they haven't really used a bait yeah. caster. I mean, I would, pro I would, I would like some space before I just hand somebody a rod and then end up with a, uh, you know, a jerk bait yeah. or something in the back of my head, you know, if you're taking... And, that, and, and <laughs> that, that has happened, and I don't want that to happen again, but... Yeah. Uh, it's usually something stupid, like they forget to press the button on the oh, on the bait caster. But you know, at first, I try to get the first guy going. I usually drive to where we're going to fish. I'll jump yeah. up in the bow of the boat, show them how to use everything. We do the, you know, you know, show them the cast. You know, show them how to do it. We try to do underhand flip cast stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's usually the safest. I went and and, and our our stuff that we're using. You know, we're throwing these musky baits. It doesn't get any easier with a bait caster. I can set the break. I can set the, uh, you know, there's a lot of weight there. So a lot of guys have their bait caster, and they're, uh, you know, they take it out, and they try to throw a little bass spinner bait into the wind with it or something, and they end up getting these backlashes. I, I can say that we really don't hardly ever get guys getting backlashes because we can set all the, all the breaks and everything. You know, some guys just aren't used to reeling with that hand. They're used to spinning poles. Yeah. Uh, usually I get to, you know, usually I get to the spot, pull in, I give them a rundown. Even say it started out awkward at first. You know, the first, you know, they weren't casting that far, they weren't getting it out there, but half hour into it, these guys were whipping the baits around, and, you know, most of the time people are excited. By the end of the day, they're, they're, they're like, you know, I got a bait caster at home. I'm going to put some line on it. I can do this. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, that's always fun. But I stay clear at first. I get the guy going in the front of the boat. I send him up front, watch him throw a couple times. Then I go back and work with the guy at the back of the boat, and, and, and we go from there. I had a, uh, I was out with uh, a relative, and uh, I was showing him how to use this uh, a bait caster, and it was, it's Alexa. <laughs> so... It's it's all one motion before you hit your back cast. You know, you push the button and your thumb's already on that spool. And I told him about this, and he said he's he's used bait casters before. And you know, I showed him you know a good a dozen times, and and I I showed him at the dock. I said you know here's how you do it. You know, just do a little underhand toss. You don't really need to bomb these things. We're gonna be right in the spot where we're gonna you know want to fish. Well, he's like yeah 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 I got it. Um, and, and we went out on the boat and, and I got there and I mean, usually when, before I cast, before I go into the, you know, my back cast, before I, before I chuck it out there, I, I push that. The first thing I do is I push that button down and I put my thumb on the spool and then I pull it back and I cast it out. I was watching him. He was in his back cast before he chucked it out there. He would hit the button right before he would come forward with it. So oh, he would yeah, come yeah, back, I, I, yeah, and then it would go click, and he'd throw it. I was, <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, yeah. one of these times, this thing is going to come J-hooking and go around my neck, and it's going to be it for me. It's, it's going to be at the end of the day. I was scared. I was so scared. I, I, I would just hear that click, and I would just, 
I would just flinch. I'd, I would be out there fishing, and I'd be like, you know, jerking or whatever, and I'd, I'd just completely freeze up. I'd be like, oh my, you know, that, the fear of God. I, I, I used to, that's how I used to, when I was taught how to fish, you always had the spin casting reels. That's what I would do. I would, I would like time pushing the button in the arc of my cast. I, I wouldn't push and hold the button back half. I would oh. just... But I was little. And yeah. How far could you cast? Right. I, but I, re, I remember that. And it, that's what some oh, people have Oh, yeah, that definitely makes you nervous. I have guys doing that, too. And I hear them. I was like, you know, go ahead, press the button. Your thumb's there. Hold the spool. That's how I got hooked real bad over there a couple of years ago. Oh, my God. The guy didn't press the button. I'm standing in the back of the boat, and I had a... Uh, the next thing I felt was the whack on the side of my face, and I had a Leo uh, jerkbait. Two, two in my two hooks in my shoulder and one in the side of my face because I kind of flinched when I felt it whack me. And, oh my uh, God! I, I was, uh, you know, the guy turned around. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what should we do?" And I was just, you know, you kind of I didn't flip out or anything. I was just like, "I really don't know what we're going to do right now." I'm pinned my. I mean, you couldn't see it. My shoulder. You tell me what to do. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't see it. You, it's like you. You know, you slept on your neck wrong. You're you're in that position. You, <laughs> yeah. You're peering. I'm up like this, and my instant thing is, okay, I got, <laughs> I got trebles in my cheek, and I got trebles in my shoulder, and I'm pinned in this position. How am I gonna get? I gotta. How am I gonna get back to the dock and? Unbelievable hooking percentage on those Leos. All three trebles. All three trebles. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, Luckily, the one the one that was in my the side of my face wasn't too bad. I, I, uh, I you know you, you can't tell at first. Plus, the jerk bait has a bunch of lead in it. It kind of it kind of stung stung a little bit. I kind of saw some stars and Ugh. I pulled the thing out of my. I just reached up and pulled the one that came out of my face pretty easy. So that was good. We cut the shank of the hook that was in my shoulder. And uh, two, two of the two of the trebles were like in past the barb all the way up like to the curl. Ugh. And he said, you know, well, you know, what do you want to do? I, I I just gave him the old yeah, just keep fishing. We'll figure out what we're going to do later. And I'm sitting there looking. It's in. It's stuck into my shirt and everything. And you just couldn't get out of your mind. I, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to get out. I was just sitting there looking at it like I don't know what I'm going to do here. And uh, he was. He said. Uh, yeah, you know, I really have. I'm having a hard time fishing with that boat. <laughs> with the guide, with like after I caught a, the guide, I'm having a hard time guiding with it in my shoulder. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I'm not feeling too good myself." But I mean, we got it out. I originally I cut the shank, like I said, and I was gonna. I reached down and I grabbed the pliers and I, I went to try to push it through, and they were all the way in, all the way to the curl. And when I when I tried to poke down to get deeper, it it. It was really deep. I mean, it was straight in. So I was like, "There's no way that they was getting into nerves or something." And I just pulled. I pulled on the one, and it, it, you know, I could tell it backed itself out. The barb was had a little bit of stuff in there. But uh, oh my god! So we did. We just took a knife and like cut the inside. As soon as we got to the barb, one came out real easy. The other one, he had to actually cut a little bit. But you know, we got it out. But that's the kind of stuff you deal with. I mean, when you take the beginning people out, I mean, that stuff. Uh, you try to avoid that, but it can happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, messing around with them big hooks. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I, I had that happen once. I was alone. I was I was in my fourteen foot boat. 
I was trolling. Rod went off. It was on that 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 old jerk bait I made before the Raptor. It was, and it yeah. it had a pike on it. I'm just I was dragging it on the top of the water. It wasn't a big pike. Get it to the side of the boat. <clears throat> just gonna shake it off. I've done it a million times. Just grab the pliers on the hook, shake, let the fish shake. It generally falls off. I, I don't know what happened. I was reaching over with the pliers. The fish shook, and the front hook, the fish was hooked on the back, but the front hook went right into my right-hand pointer finger between the, the first and second knuckle. And uh, and it just, it, it went pointed towards my palm. Like, it went down the length and just buried. But, you know, when it happened, I didn't realize I dropped the pliers. So now I don't have pliers. They're in the bottom of the river. Uh <laughs> I, I then, like, okay, what do I do? Because I it was kind of like slow motion. Like, I could see it, but then it was just like, after it all happened, you're like, how did that happen so quickly that I just got nailed? Anyways, so I reach with my left hand, and I just eagle claw this, this, this pike. I just squeeze as hard as I can behind its head, get it in the boat. You know, it's like a two-footer. Those are the ones that get you. And I'm sitting there. I'm on my knees. I have the, my right hand, which is my dominant hand, connected to the bait that's connected to the pike. My left hand holding this fish down. And I'm like, well, this would be convenient if I had another person or if I had a tongue or something that could grab something. Or a set of pliers. Some, a set of pliers. I ended up <laughs> gently, without killing the fish. Now, I wasn't really worried about the fish, but I also didn't want to put so much weight that he'd slide out. I, I kneeled on the fish, and I was able to grab my hook cutters, which, of course, were the furthest point possible in the boat mm-hmm. i end up cutting the hook on my hand i just cut the hook on that fish i just threw it over my shoulder <laughs> and it didn't hurt i looked down i'm like oh, this doesn't hurt and i was already having a pretty decent fishing day and there was a part of me that says i'm just going to keep fishing i just won't bend this finger and then the better judgment kicked in anyways so i drove <laughs> all drove all the way back loaded up the boat went into town I got my dad. I said, Dad, you got to pull this hook out. And it was just like what Todd was saying, right up to the round bend. And it was just buried. And he's like, no, there's, I'm not pulling that one out. He goes, there's too much important things in your finger to, for, for me to, you know, and it was, it was going to be like what you said. I, I cut it off to where you could thread it back through. You could just keep pushing it. But it was going to that main knuckle. Yeah. And he says, I'm not doing it. So we went to the merger care. And it's always... You know you got a good one when you have to show the receptionist. And she goes, now why are you in here? And I hold up and she goes, ew. Yeah. And she stepped back. Anyways. That's nice. My biggest, my biggest regret was they said, do you want x-rays? And I said, no. Looking back, I should have said yes. Those would have been. It would have been awesome. I would have, words, yeah. I would have come back with it. You could have put it in your man cave. I could have done something, but yeah. I, I didn't. And then I, the doctor comes in. She numbs me up. And I said, listen. I've done this before. Can you please push it through? She goes, well, we'll see. And she grabs onto it with like these medical forceps or whatever, yeah. pliers. Calipers. That's the, that's the proper term. And she starts wiggling it, like wrenching it up and down, twisting it. I'm like. But you're hit with lidocaine. So I, you I'm feel. sitting there, but I'm looking at it. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't feel it, but I, I know that there's torsion and torque, and ah. I can feel that there's stuff moving. God cutting stuff inside yeah it's doing stuff and I'm, I'm like what are you doing she goes oh it's coming out this way i'm like of course it's coming out this way you're wrenching on this she pulled it out backwards and like oh. it, it was like a crochet needle pulling out yarn yeah. was the meat of my finger and she goes oh there you go i'm like 
thanks. You could have just pushed it through. Yeah. I just, but I, you know, when she started really wrenching on it, I started getting lightheaded. I'm yeah. just like, I, I couldn't feel it. You're looking at it. But I was looking at it. I'm like, that's not what I asked you to do. Yeah. But anyways, I was fine. Like the next day, it was just a little poke hole that, you know, it was, it was a little bigger because it came out. Yeah. But those are ones that make you want to use other release tools besides just a pair of pliers. Yeah. Those are those fish. And, you know, oh, yeah. that's... You know. Yeah, actually, the guy that I was—I I just told you about the guy that caught his first, second, third, fourth, fifth fish, whatever. He, uh, his his friend is the one that brought him on the trip. Herb and Herb, Herb came down. Like some people, were, like he booked last year. I did. I couldn't. I didn't know. I just had him down. But he was walking out of the dock in the morning. I said, I, I remember that guy. <laughs> and then he jumped on board. He said, Oh man, I had such a great time. Remember, I was—he was this—he's in seventies, and he's like, I was like almost in tears. We caught that one fish. Then we cut that 40-incher, and we cut this. And we started talking, and I remember, that's, that's that one that had, that had a, uh, it was another time I got hooked. I, I mean, I don't get hooked up all that often, I mean, for the amount of fish we handle. But uh, there was something happened. That fish was in the net. I reached down to grab that fish uh, and uh, hopped over, and the hook went in my finger. So one fish is in the, it was the 40-incher, one's in the fish, one's in my finger, and he's like, oh, what should I do? And I was like, I'm not quite sure, hand me those cutters, and then the fish took a big flop, and it, yeah. the fish the fish take them out a lot less gently than the, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, what do you want me to do? Club them! <laughs> Club them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, but it. So it pulled I said, okay, we're good, but this is the day before I'm leaving for a week to Canada, and I'm looking, thinking, it's right in my my, 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 my first finger, my, my pointy finger there, and I was like, oh, we're leaving for Canada tomorrow, or like in two days I was leaving, and I, that was, I knew, it was, I mean, it was a big hole, and yeah, there's going to be a pain because it's wet all day while you're fishing, and you're on fish, but Duct anyhow. tape. Yeah, I don't know how we got to talking about getting hooked, it's not a fun uh, subject, but uh yeah, I have no idea either. Every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Knock on wood. Well, have you got any? I've just just little, uh, like, Rapala ones. You know, like, on a size 5 shad. I've, I've gotten those put on me. I mean, those are a lot. But not a 3 odd or 5 odd. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. I've had many opportunities. They go through, it's easy. I got hooked down in my basement one day. I was oh, My daughter and I at home, and we were... I was hanging up a bunch of raptors on the rack and moved my hand the wrong way, and it, it went in and out. So I I walked. I knew I had to get out to my to the middle of winter. I knew, I knew I had to get out to the boat to, to get the uh, to get the cutters. And my daughter's like, "Oh, Daddy, you have a what are you doing with that fishing lure?" And it's it's through the back of my hand. I said, "Oh, I, a magic trick." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just going. I'm just going out to get the. Uh, just going out into the garage for a minute, and but it 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 had went through, and the the point was coming through, and we poked out. I poked that through. I untarped the boat with the lure hanging out of my back of my hand. Oh my god! So, yeah, I've had a couple of those, but those aren't that. If it's already poking through, they're easy. You just poke them the rest of the way, yeah, cut it, take it right it. out. Nothing. Yeah, that, that's a weird feeling when you're threading that through. What, like once once you get that point through, 
and you get past that barb. It's just that weird, like something sliding through you. I mean, it, yeah, but you yeah, gotta, it's hard to you it's have hard to, get, to get, get the point through yeah. if it isn't already through. I've tried a couple times. Uh, I mean, sound like the, those ones in your shoulders. That wasn't the case. You couldn't push it through to expose that other side. They, of the they barb. were like straight in. It was like punching my. Yeah, it's like a claw or something. You, you yeah. need like really long pliers to push yeah. them through. I mean, so I mean, in 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 that case, I mean, you you quit, you said you tried to back them out, but I mean, that just sounds like a the more painful route. God, I just I just pulled out. I just pulled straight out on it, Ugh. and I took a little knife that I had on board, and and he cut like right where where the barb is. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of meat hanging there and stuff, but he just, <laughs> he cut that. And it, it, like I said, the one came out easy. The other one, he had to actually make a little cut, but they they, they came out okay. It's easy if, if they're poking through. You know what I would have done? I would have just cut it off flush with the skin, and it would have just taken care of itself. Yeah, calloused over. Leave it in there. Leave when it in I there. When I tried to poke it through, I think I was touching bone. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? I didn't. I just, I knew as soon as I put the pliers on there to poke it through that that was not going to be happening. Yeah, like a, like a Civil War veteran. Leave the bullet in it in yourself. Yeah, and then you leave, die leave of it in there, yeah. yeah. Well, you didn't live long back then anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> nice. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was... Got on that topic uh, just from uh, the fishing report and taking clients out and uh, getting them their first fish and whatnot. The dangers. The dangers. Of being a guide. Yeah. It's you walk the line every day. Yeah. Jeez. But, uh, New adventure every day. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, on Sunday, I, uh, I was invited down. I did a little, little uh, seminar down at the one local bait shop. It's about, I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes east of, of where I'm at. And uh, it, it's, it's the store changed owners, but it's, it's the first place that took took fatty z baits and he asked me oh gosh back in the spring come down do a seminar we todd and i did one last year uh it doesn't draw big crowds but it but it draws a nice local crowd people like to come and and listen and uh all that stuff that todd talked about the beginners all that all that stuff what what you experience how they just even in their questions you know I, i had a small group uh probably about four people and it was it was nice. It was a, it's real. You can get real personal with with those people. They can ask direct questions. They're not intimidated by what the guy next to them, their experience level and whatnot. But um, one of I, and and there there were I'd say two older guys, one middle aged guy, and then a, a younger younger kid. And uh, it just so happens that this younger kid, and I don't know how long ago it was. He he showed me a picture of his first muskie and it was in Todd's boat. He knew Todd. He he went out on a trip with him, so it was it was kind of like I could talk the language with him. He he knew about Todd's dog bone, mm-hmm. Wiley, and, and and this and that, and you know. So we did that seminar, and part of part of that little seminar, it was more of a question and answer. It was it was it was very nicely done. We we did it inside. It was air conditioned. It was really hot. Uh, was I'd take these people down to the river and I can show them if they want a bait demonstration or whatnot. And uh, we, so we drove down to this little spot there and two, two of the guys went. And one of them was that, that, that younger kid, which I really wanted him to come. He, he showed a great interest. 
those people are more apt to be coached. I'm sure, Todd, you, you could probably get that too. The, the young, eager kids are will, will take instructions a lot better than the guy that's been fishing for 30 years who's never touched a bait caster. Yeah. Yeah, the kids can be the, I mean, I, I always say my, that's my, my, my best, my best clients are sometimes as, you know, late, late teenage kids because they really do want to learn. And they are also by far my worst, the worst people because some of them come, they're looking at the website and this and that, and they just want to come catch a muskie. And, you know, you take them out, you show them how to use it. And I've, I've casted for 20 minutes with these guys. And they're like, wow, this is a lot of work, you know. And and they'll sit down, you know. These that you can tell right away which type they are. So they can be the best. They can be the worst. Yeah. This kid showed a lot of promise, and just just in talking, he he had never that day that that he went with you. He said they didn't. You guys didn't cast. I think you had three three yeah. people in the boat. It was a horrible, horrible, windy, rainy day, and uh, you know we we took an early lunch break. I was getting some fish trolling too. Yeah. He, he and his buddy went and, uh, you know, we got a couple of fish before lunch trolling. They were excited. We were going to go cast and we had a monsoon rains and, uh, you know, we, we finished the day just out on the troll. It was the day we trolled almost the whole day, really. Uh, yeah. He, he was proud as a peach. He showed everyone in that, in that whole group, his first muskie, which was well about 32, 31, 32. Yeah, yeah, he got a smaller one. His buddy got a pretty nice one. It was forty, forty-one inches, something like yeah. that. But so, anyways, we get down to the, we get down to the river where where they said that we can throw some casts, and uh, I, I show him. I said, "This is the basic of a bait caster." Now, I, I brought I brought three rods with me for for the seminar because the seminar is kind of like our podcast. We we just go as the you know we just go like this podcast in particular. We're just going wherever. I, I had a trolling rod to kind of show them stuff that I look for in a trolling rod. I have a lighter rod with me, which I call my pike rod. And then I brought my pretty much the only casting rod I take, which is a big dog legend tournament with a uh, high gear tranks on it. And uh, I'm like, well, I'm going to be handing this combo over to uh, a kid that's never used a bait caster before. So in, in the in the seminar, he asked primarily what bait would he would I recommend for bank fishing. And since I do a lot of bank fishing, I told him the glider. So he wanted to learn the glider. He was he wanted to know. And I think, and Todd, I mean you you can chime in. I think that's the hardest bait to teach someone who first off don't know how to cast. And it's just you you everything's new and there's just a cadence to it and and the timing. Not that it's a hard timing, but I, I've seen good anglers struggle with gliders. And oh yeah, it took me yeah, a there's lot of timing, right? and they're all they're all so different. I mean, when you're starting with these with these new people, I mean, that's why. I mean, you know, handing someone a crankbait or a jerkbait, uh, you know, to me that's easy. You you throw a jerkbait out, you pull it, you reel up the slack, you pull it, uh, you know, spinnerbait, you throw it out, cast it, you reel it in, you know. Anytime you're starting with the new people, I mean, I know, you know, the craze of the day is double tens and and giant, giant pounders and things like that. That's not how you start people fishing. You can get people interested in musky fishing and, uh, you know, you're going to start with a comfort level. You, you know, you got to get them throwing something easy at first. Uh, I never give anybody gliders. I watch how guys are fishing and, uh, you know, it, 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 it 
if, if I got a good bite going on the gliders or like the fish are up a little shallower than, than I normally fish, you know, yeah, you can usually tell who can use it and, and who, who can't, but, uh, that's a, uh, yeah, it's a tough bait to fish. There's a lot of rhythm going. Yeah, and to throw in, we, we were at the, the confluence of two rivers, and there were some, you know, they weren't raging, but there was enough to where, you know, it, it would, it would, you cast out, and it, it's going to loop you. It's going to it's gonna take the bait downstream, and then you're going to be bringing it upstream. And I said, you want to learn the glider? I explained why I felt the glider was the best in the seminar, mm-hmm. just because... You get to a hole. Let's just say the hole's fifty foot by fifty foot. If you're on a small creek, and you know you're you're going to get there, and you're going to say, okay, my first cast is going to be here. Then I'm going to go here, 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 here. You got maybe on a fifty by fifty foot hole, you're going to have half a dozen, ten casts ten that fish, that are going to yeah. be hitting new water. Yeah. And when when I when I go to those, I want my casts not to be you know, 30 seconds. I want them to be longer, and the, and the glider extends the cast. Instead of bringing the bait in, say, 75 feet, that bait might travel 150 feet because it's zigging and zagging. It's and, yeah. So, and I explained that, and this kid caught right on. He, he wanted to learn, so we're down there. And I have my trank set pretty loose on, on, on the six pin and, and on the, uh, the, the low speed brake by the handle, and I give it to him, and... I said, now listen, don't be afraid of backlash. You know, that that's the toughest thing that I, I've found, and, and obviously Todd's going to have a lot more say in this. When people say, oh, I had a bait caster, it, I backlashed every time. A couple things. People don't know how to set their brakes. They don't know what they are, and they gen, generally buy a cheap bait caster, mm-hmm. which the brakes are very crude, spotty at best, mm-hmm. and they're running mono. Mm-hmm. And it's been sitting on that reel probably on the Walmart shelf for six months, eight months, two years, yeah. and it, it takes a memory. And when you get a mono backlash, it just, everyone sees those pictures. It's just oh, yeah. mono everywhere. I, I explained, I said, this braid, it, it's not so bad. And I said, just try to backlash it. You know, I said, I, I could try to backlash it, but I generally can't when I want to. Yeah. So he promptly backlashed it. And I'm like, okay, not a big deal. Let me show you. And you, you pull it, you find that loop that's strung around the main string. You pull it and... Everything was good. And I said, okay. So I put the brakes on real heavy. He was, he, he got scared, you know, gun shy right out the gate. He started getting better, getting better. I said, all right, hey, let, let the other guy give it a couple shots. The other guy was like a musky fisherman 10 years ago, but now he's laid off. And he was casting beautifully. And I, and I gave this other kid my pike rod and he caught on to that a lot quicker. Anyways, this kid just, I said, let's, let's try this bait. Let's try the Raptor. He liked it. He jerked it around and stuff. He said, I want that glider. He Every time I switched his bait, he wanted back to the glider. Yeah. And, you know, coachable. This this kid was nice. He was just a high school graduate. You know, I don't know his financial situation and whatnot, but he, he had nothing. He His first muskie was with you, Todd. And yeah. probably yeah. after about an hour working with him, and he was, I, I took the brakes all the way back to where I had. I For him, I had the all six pins out on the, on the centrifugal. I put it back to two, and he was casting good. He was getting some accuracy, and he, he was working the glider. He was, he was tickled, and what, what did it take? It took me an hour. Yeah. It took me an hour to teach a kid who I don't even know if he fished before Todd. Yeah. I, I don't know any of his history, um, but really, that, 
I've just I've seen people get frustrated. You know, now obviously Todd, you're a guy that your, your job is to have patience with people, but other other anglers who are not, they just they get frustrated. They hand someone else something, and it bait casters are not hard. That I just don't get why. I understand why the cheap ones, the mono, all this and that, but every day you're seeing on Facebook. What's a good spinning reel for muskie or something or on a forum? And it's just, you shake your head. They, they, I don't know. I don't, you're not going to be able to teach them over the internet yeah. how to do that stuff. But it takes, I had a kid with no experience. Just got it. He, he, he got it. Things were clicking. He wasn't an expert at the bait. But probably two or three trips into his fishing career, he's, he's going to get it. He's, he's going to. He's going to like it, and hopefully his friends... Everybody, almost everybody ends up getting it. I mean, some don't stick with it long enough to get that rhythm. But, uh, you know, the problem with trying to hand guys spinning poles is the way that line comes off. I mean, even if you throw a bobber and a minnow out there, when you throw a spinning pole, it wants to start spinning. The line is coming off spinning. It wants to spin. When When... When you hand, I, I used to have a couple spinning rods on board for emergencies, and uh, what happens is those guys throw a bait out that's got two or three hooks on it. Every other cast, it spins around, hooks the leader, hits the water. Yeah. It is a dead cast. And it got to the point where, for me, I just said, you know what, I'm getting rid of them. I'm not going to take them anymore. We'll use this as a learning experience, and I spend a lot of time some days we're doing a lot of teaching. It's just not all fishing. <laughs> uh, you know, when guys want to catch them casting. I have people that could care less whether they catch them casting, trolling. They just want to see a muskie in a boat. Most of the time we go troll and we put a muskie in a boat. I have a lot of other guys that are the exact opposite. We don't care about trolling. We don't want to do it. We want to catch it. Sometimes we spend half the day casting and, uh, you know, learning how to use all the stuff. But uh, once they get the hang of it, I don't think I've ever had anybody not get the hang of it to the point where they said, like I said earlier, you know, I got one of these in my garage. I'm going to put some line on. I can't believe it. I, I can, I got it figured out. I had some people the other day say, what are these like magic bait casters that don't backlash? <laughs> he said, no, you're throwing a six ounce bait. An underhand flip, it's going to get out there. And uh, all you're going to do is reel it in and do it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me they're much easier you know i struggle when i go night fishing for water with a spinning pole because it always your line loops and oh yeah you struggle with light tackle it's always, i'm always fiddling with that line yeah you don't do that with the bait caster so yeah know, don't be afraid to get people started on it man if you're if you're uh you know hand them a bait caster i have ladies do it that never even fished before i two of them get fished this week neither ever, ever even really fished and uh, I know they never fished with a bait caster. The one girl, when we when we got her fishing, she grabbed. She said, "That's the first fish I ever touched." <laughs> uh, you know, the other girl had caught fish, but never used a bait caster. And I mean, they were they were getting opportunities. They they were into it. By the end of the day, they were whipping those things out there. You know, next time they come, they both said they're coming back. You know, we won't waste to have. You know, we won't. We'll be fishing right off the bat rather than doing a lot of teaching and watching and wait until they can get the rhythm and get it out there and not take a 10-foot cast. Yeah, it, 
it's, you know, I, I, I about once a year, Todd and I go for a, 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 you know, late fall, early winter walleye trip. And it's embarrassing how terrible I am with a spinning rod. It, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just, I, I used to do it. That, that used to be the only way, yeah. but now it's, I remember, I mean, we have a lot of fun on those trips. I mean, they're only, what, three hours maybe. Yeah, we get some yeah. minnows and, you know, but it's, I, I get frustrated with it. I don't know how, I'm the opposite now. I don't know how people can use spinning gear. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, and there's more people thinking, how can you use casting gear? But yeah. it's just where I'm at right now. I'm just like. I got, I mean, and it was probably my line. It's the same thing that I was harping on the people with the cheap bait casters. Remember that, Todd? My line was everywhere. Oh, yeah. I was just... Because you didn't touch it in two, I, three years. I hadn't touched it in ten years. You know? And it was hanging. It was, you probably flipped the bail and looked down and it was just... It was, everywhere. there were loops hanging out of it. I'm like, I'll cast through it. You know, just like yeah. you get a loop in a bait caster, yeah. you're like... The next cast that's going to come out, I'm going to bomb it. You yeah, know? you can't cast through it on this. <laughs> I've done that before, though. If you know it's nighttime and I'm I'm feeling lazy and and my stuff's all messed up, you know, I I'll just reel it all in. I'll look down at the spool at the end of the night. I got loops hanging out. It it just you know yeah. looks like a you know a, a Mickey Mouse uh, yeah. silhouette. There's just big <laughs> big, big ears loops hanging and, out in and around the circle. It's crazy. Yeah, but you know, and, and it. We we had a lot of fun on them them walleye trips that that one pike remember that pike that that yeah that I actually ended up like what hand lining it in really lightly and as soon as we got it to where we we could get it and it was it was a decent pike it was like a mid thirties hand lining it in you hate spinning poles that much no you like like I had so much screw. knots all around the handles yeah. and I was just screw it I'm gonna get this fish in and <laughs> we we ended up I mean without going into that whole story. This was a really shallow, like, point flat, and I had knee-high boots on that you could walk out, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 feet. Yeah. Maybe not even that far, but enough. Every time we got that fish close, we were trying to get it. I mean, it was a, it was a fat, fat pike, yeah. and it would take a power run. And, like, that power run, I'd have to follow it because I didn't really – it was crazy. <laughs> at times, the line cleared up. At times, the, it was – I would run with it. Yeah. Finally, I said, I'm going to get out deep. I'm going to bring it in shallow, and I kind of gave it a – a fish push. I gave it an old-fashioned deer drive to Todd. Yeah. And when it kind of beached itself, I grabbed it and Todd Todd grabbed it out of me. And right then, like, the hook was just through the skin of its lip. Yeah. And it was just like, I don't think I even touched that rod since that day. That rod was junk. Or that reel was, <laughs> that line was junk since then. And it's, it's probably sitting over there. It's hysterical. But it was, I, I ended up just, like, grabbing the line, bringing it in. It was, yeah. you did what you had to do. Yeah. But, so, yeah, so anyways, I, I got to deal with some, you know, people that hadn't fished in a while. I, I had that other kid there. He was really receptive. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I didn't know how big the crowd was. I always take a bait or two with me if there was a kid in the crowd that sat through my, my spiel. Um, you know, I'd, I'd give a kid or something. I, I made that kid's day when we walked back to the trucks. I said, hey, here... Here's a color that it was a solid color. It was pink and orange. I gave him a, a pink swimmer and an orange senior, and I had a little baby bucktail. I gave it to him. So I probably gave him his first three musky baits. He's and, probably uh, he's thrilled. He's thrilled. He's gonna go back to the store. He's gonna talk to talk to Darren, the owner. You know, uh, and and that's that's great. You know, that's the second year in a row we've done this. 
you know, Todd had clients. He couldn't, he couldn't show up for this one. If I could have three or four guys every year, and, and, the, and the town is not a humongous town, but they got a really nice river system there. They're not too far from Chautauqua. You know, this, you know, I don't know. I, this kid seemed good anyway. I mean, it's just, it, he, he tells his buddies, gets, keeps them out of trouble, keeps them good. Yeah. And, and that's really what it's about is you get, get the young blood in there. You know, I, one of the older guys, he was asking me a question that was, he pretty much deemed there was no answer when he asked it. And I, I wasn't going to get in an argument with the guys. Yeah, well, this is what we do. It works for us. And he told me I was wrong. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't help you out there. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, it's always important. It's always important to keep the, you know, keep, you know, keep trying to pass this stuff on to these other guys. And, uh, you know, like I said, it, it's, it's, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, you, you can't just go into a trip like, okay, we got to throw this giant bait or this giant bait and this is all we're going to do. I mean, I do a lot of trolling with new people. Uh, we do some casting, but I do a lot of trolling with the new people. I mean, they want to see these fish. They want to see them come on board. They want to see how you handle them. That's an important part too, you know, and, you know, you got to get one to be able to show them how to handle the fish. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, just keeping that, keeping it going. When you can spark interest in some new people, that's a great thing. Uh, but uh, you know, it can be done very easily uh, if you got the right tackle, you got the right stuff. And you target target you the audience correctly. Just plow them right into with these giant baits, and yeah. you got to do this all day. They're going to wear out real quick. They're not used to doing that. Yeah, that that was one one thing I pushed hard that I, I always try to bring back is that. One thing I, you know, I don't know if this this was so much for you, Todd, but I'm I'm sure Vance did it. I did it. I don't know if it's a new age thing, but you you kind of were around when musky fishing really wasn't. You know, I'm speaking to Todd now, wasn't super popular. You didn't have a whole lot of outlets, but this people buying baits. And now, granted, I, you know, Fat Az that we started out with baits. We make baits, but you know, I'm also realistic with stuff. You don't have to have 300 casting baits. And everyone, the joke is, is, well, I went to Canada, I took 200 baits, I used the same six that I used last year. And yeah. that, that's what, I, 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 I'm not, I didn't follow my own advice, you know, at that time. I had bags and bags carrying everything. I had 80 pounds of tackle everywhere I went. And with a, with a newbie, I said, listen, get, get six baits, but make them different. Mm -hmm. And don't worry about the, to me... Color is important for you to see the bait, and that, that was the biggest thing. I said, S buy $200 worth of baits, $150 worth of baits, then buy the $100 to $200 worth of good release tools you need. Mm -hmm. You know, that, I'm, I, that, that's kind of that information is spread around, but it's not really put into a nice little package to say, this is the stuff that you, you're going to need. And I always, start, I always carry my little on-the-go bag. And I, I had probably eight or nine baits just so I could make sure I covered everything. I tell people, these six baits, I think I could go anywhere and I could catch a muskie. Yeah. I could probably go saltwater and catch some big giant fish too. It's, yeah. it, that's, that's the thing. Is you teach them how to use the, their, their gear, and that includes the baits. You, you, you teach them how to use their baits. They don't, they're not going to be going out every week dropping 100 bucks at, on Raleigh and Helens or Thorn Brothers or... Musky flea market, you know, hitting people up on musky first on the yeah. buy sell trade. It, it, it 
I used to change baits so much. I had I had just had so many baits I had to use them all every trip. Oh I never gosh. gave I never gave one bait more than five minutes. It was oh got to try this one. They didn't hit. And I usually and I usually use one or two. I mean yeah, sometimes that I way. just I hook up and I just use that same one all the time. Grind it all day. Grind it all day. Yeah. It. You know I, I'll I'll switch depending on where we're at, but I. I you know, like most people, I'm I'm a couple bait a day kind of guy. There's days I don't use. I, no, use I say one. that I use that same color, and I also have like 300 musky baits. Yeah, and I use the same one. They look really nice, though. Yeah, they they're they're beautiful. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So that we're we're approaching the uh, we're at 48 minutes. I'd say that's that's a good podcast. So. That's good. Uh, Next week, uh, when we do the podcast, we should have, hopefully, we have some good fishing stories from us all uh, getting oh, together, right. at, least, at least touching base. We're all... We'll have fish know, stories. I'm fishing with Todd. What day are you fishing with Todd? I'm fishing... We're going to hit up uh, the evening tomorrow, and then we're going to do Wednesday, and uh, and you're, you're, you're going out with your Great. uncle... Okay. 90 degrees and dead flat calm, so we'll yeah. see what we can come up with. Oh, yeah, and gosh. for anyone that, that picked up the uh, the time difference, we're recording this Monday night. We're going to post this Tuesday. So, um, yeah. yeah, so you're going to you're gonna be fishing twice with Todd. I'm going to be fishing all... Who knows? We might not fish all day. My uncle might... We might get three, four hours into it. If we have a couple fish, he might say, I'm good. I'm going and golfing. He, he very well might want to go golfing. But um, it's also, I think, that this heat is supposed to stick around... This is our first big heat wave. At it's least that's that staying. Cons- consistent it's weather. A, yeah, su- summer finally came. Yeah, summer is finally yeah. here. So, which makes it terrible where I work. I really like those sixty-five degree summer days. But <laughs> I love the I love the any type of consistent weather. But that's the nice weather. Well, that's because you can fish. I I'm working uh, and I have family. Nice. So, uh, but, anyways. Uh, We'll do the sponsors again, Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmusky.com, Fatty Z Musky Products on Facebook. Message us with any questions, comments, complaints. Uh, we love to have ideas if you guys want to hear us talk about anything. Um, we got Todd Young, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, um, muddycreekfishingguides.com. We're out, out here. Want to go fishing, give him a call. He'll put you on some fish. Um, am I missing anything, Todd? We're good. good to go. We're good to go, and uh, hopefully we'll have fish stories for you next week. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, good luck fishing.